welcome to the new nurse podcast. I'm Nurse M. And Nurse Meg is not here with us today, y'all. Sorry, she wishes she could be. She has like all the things she's carrying, the coffee cart and the whole other spiel of things that she holds. Um, but she will be listening very intently on this podcast. She is looking very much forward to meeting our guest. We have Sam Recker here with us today. A big round of applause. I need like that round of applause button where you push it and it's like, yeah. <laughs> So Sam Recker is here with us. I will give like the tiniest spiel because you know, if you know Meg and I, if you listen, we love like cutting from the surface level straight into like the depths of conversation. So I want to do that with Sam today. So I don't want to take up too much of our time with the surface level stuff of how wonderful Sam is. But the little bit that I've gotten to know her so far, literally a few minutes, this is literally the first time Sam and I are talking in person, y'all, being up front with you. And she already like Meg and I are loving her from afar. So. All I know about Sam, a little bit. I do know a lot because I was totally stalking her. I'm <laughs> literally lying. I stalked her, like, whole life and adore her already. But she lives in Philly right now, and she is a nurse, so she is one of us. She's currently in grad school, and from what I know, this will be a little surprise if you haven't heard of Sam and her story, which I wish I would have known of it sooner because I would have been, like, rowdier. <laughs> I'm, and now I only have to be rowdy now after the fact, but, like, it's still all good. So she has been a distance runner since middle school, and I will let her give the spiel on her story and what she's been up to lately, um, a little bit about herself and nursing, and then the depths of this running ordeal. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so I am Sam. Um, I am a runner, and I am a nurse. Um, so if we like getting straight into the deep conversations, I'll get right to why. <laughs> why <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, um, this is going to get real deep real quickly. Here we go. Um, I have a really close friend from high school back to like high school AP bio days, who is a physician assistant in New York. Um, she worked kind of, um, ever since she graduated PA school in, um, like generally well baby units, pediatric units, um, at children's hospitals specifically. And when the pandemic hit, um, her unit was converted to accommodate overflow for adult um, COVID ICUs, as many of us have kind of been part of. Um, and so she got thrown right into the fire. She'd only ever worked in PEDS, um, was transferred to adult ICU. So completely foreign world as a provider, um, which I can't imagine. I cannot imagine at yeah. all. So I only noticed because I was like picking Sam's brain slightly before. Sam grew up in New York, upstate New York. Yes. And some parts that you can call upstate and some other parts you're not supposed to call it state, right? <laughs> yeah, so, well, so I'm from, like, what I would consider real upstate. I'm, like, three hours north of the city. Okay. A lot of people call, like, Westchester upstate, which is, like, 20 minutes north of the city. So, okay. she's in, she, this, my friend grew up with me in upstate, but she was living in New York, New York. So, um, real New York. Um, but, yeah, so, her. she um, just endured a lot of trauma as many people have um, in the COVID ICUs um, and she um, suffered immensely like lots of PTSD um, depression anxiety and she had some really dark days in January and February of this year um, and I was just trying to do everything I could to help um, and felt super helpless like all I could really even do because I couldn't find her like the appropriate mental health resources was I was writing her letters and that felt right. 
like sufficient, um, which is sad because there was nothing else. Um, I couldn't find her providers that specialized in that kind of trauma. If, if I could, they were booked for months and she needed care immediately. Um, you know, as, as healthcare workers, we know more than anybody when somebody needs help, like real help. And the system is somewhat broken in that regard as to how we get people help. And, you know, she needed acute help, but I don't think calling, you know, putting her yeah. in, in a inpatient facility was what yeah. she needed either. Okay. Um, right. So eight hours away in Philly. I mean, I adore your heart already <laughs> that you are for her. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's hard that exactly like many of us couldn't be close with our friends or our loved ones during this time. Um, so I, I couldn't, you know, couldn't really do anything from, from Philly. Um, but yeah, so I was frustrated with the lack of resources I found helping her. And, um, I was just trying to think of a way I could do something <laughs> to raise awareness or create more funds or something for these resources. Girl, you did. You did. Yeah. So I came up with the idea to run a marathon in scrubs. I had known that there was like a world record, quote unquote, for um, a marathon run in a nurse's uniform. I had read yeah. about a nurse in London um, that I did it a couple years ago. So I don't know. I was just like, maybe I'll like do this record or try attempt this record, make her smile. If it like hits the right people, maybe it could get big and, um, we could raise some money and people caught wind of it. And, and you were just going to run at first, right? Like you weren't going to do this Boston marathon, which y'all Sam did the Boston marathon the 18th, right? Yeah. So I was like going to just pick like a small local marathon. I was like, kind of just going to do it kind of just for her. And then I was like, wait, maybe I ran it through. I ran it by a couple of my nursing friends and a couple of my running friends. I was like, what do we think of this? <laughs> and Am I crazy? <laughs> people encouraged me. So I kind of just went with it. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to do it, like, let's let's do it. And Boston's a very healthcare care oriented city. Um, the Boston Marathon is like the marathon that people know runners are not runners. Like, um, I feel like the questions I get as a runner is like, what's your mile time? Have you run a marathon? Have you run the Boston Marathon? So um, I thought if. I thought if I could get a bib to Boston, it would um, get more attention. And so I got to work, and luckily I've I've run some um, decent running times in my life that I was able to get myself into the Boston Marathon, and it took off from there. <laughs> now, now, what is the official world record holder for the fastest marathon run in a full nurse's uniform? Is the official? Yes. Yeah, so on Monday. Um, I wore um, scrubs, specifically Moxie Scrubs, which is a um, really cool startup scrub company out of Boston that's, like, very nurse-centered. Um, they actually, like, they make scrubs for nurses. It's created by nurses. It's, re it's really cool. So mm -hmm. that was also really special that I got to work with a Boston, like, women-owned company. Um, and you realize that about Moxie. Okay. Yeah, really cool. So um, check them out as well. And so I wore their scrubs, which – one of everyone's questions is like, how uncomfortable were they? <laughs> and they were actually very comfortable. Um, yeah. They're like a combination of like spandex and polyester. So they were super breathable, super light. Um, yeah. I had like a few people come up to me in the middle of the race and be like, that must be terrible. And I was like, it's really like not that bad, actually. So, I love that. Yeah, we got lucky with the weather. I will say if it was raining, it maybe would have sucked a little. But, I'm sure. Um, 
Thanks, Thanks for gorgeous. Guys. <laughs> um, and to addition to that, which like this is so surface level, but you guys have to know all this awesome stuff. So not surface, but like it's just like the broad spectrum and not the in-depth conversation is what I'm saying. This, but it's so important because it's so awesome. But I also was reading up about like the details because I feel like as nurses we're like we want stats, we want details, we want facts, right? And so Sam raised forty six thousand four hundred eighteen dollars so far, precisely, right? And that was like doubled of what you initially had intended. And then I was also reading up about the American um, Nurses Foundation and what all your money went towards, which is what all that so far is going to be going towards. And the cool thing with all the programs that it was saying that they do, this money will go towards the complementary therapy resources, expressive writing programs, the financial consulting, and different mobile apps for mental health and well-being. So, guys, this is, like, our bread and butter of, like, I feel like throughout the pandemic and as human beings, we're not the greatest at, like, complaining, but putting our complaints with, like, action. And not that complaining is was not 100% justified. It was, like, we needed to vent. We needed to get it out. Um, but this is, like, the tangible way. So I just love what you're doing, Sam. It's just so awesome. But anyways, so despite your awesome world record holding, we want to chat a little bit about, like, let's dream. We know we've heard these podcasts about the pandemic and all the darkness within that. We all face it, whether we were primarily right within dealing with COVID firsthand or secondary. Those secondary effects were just as pressing and just as challenging. So now, I guess, where does your heart land in all of this, Sam? What is next for what your thoughts are on moving forward with, like, next steps for you? Or, like, what are you hopeful for for our nursing profession? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so um, this was really well received. Um, I got a lot of kind messages from um, nurses and other healthcare workers and runners, like people who aren't even in um, the healthcare um, world, but followed my um, kind of story and platform. And um, I'm encouraged. I think I was nervous. You know, talking about mental health can be really challenging, and a lot of people aren't open to it. And I've just tried to be like really open and honest throughout this, and kind of elevate our needs as nurses or healthcare workers. And um, I really didn't get any pushback and people have been um, kind of open to any ideas I've suggested. I've, I've even been invited to speak like um, at town halls at my place of employment um, by physicians. I think people do want to hear us. Um, I just think it's something that's not even on people's radars, um, which is what I was hoping to kind of do with this. So I'm hopeful that if we continue to advocate for ourselves that um, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can continue to make moves. Um, It's going to be a ripple effect. It's going to take a really long time. The system is damaged in a lot of ways, but um, I think we have to kind of be confident and and continue to step up and and have a voice and, um, you know, say what we need. And, And this is, I mean, we all signed up for, heartbreak and an emotional job and a physically demanding job like we knew that when we became nurses but we did not know the kind of trauma that we would be enduring with this um and I think it's important to recognize that the system wasn't built to handle that kind of trauma for us either and we need to make changes to it right it's no one's fault it's no one's fault dreaming like this little dream of like running a little marathon to help out your so loved friend like ask your people, get with your people. Like, is this crazy? Like, what can we do about this? Let's dream a little together and let's put it into action. Like, 
I think you're a great testimony to that. And so, yeah, I'm also a wear my heart on my sleeve kind of gal. And among my stocking, that was not stocking, but totally was stocking. <laughs> I'm loving your vulnerability. So, like, please check out Sam on her social media and just follow her story. I mean, I know you've probably got a lot of following from this, but just, like, you're just an awesome human being. And you can just tell that. You're, gen- you're like, so genuine and you're honoring in what you're doing, you know. And so the way you approach that is just really admiring on, on our end at the new nurse and um, just from Meg and I, we see that and we appreciate that. Like, thanks for being our face. But also, with wearing your heart on your sleeve, I was looking at this one post and I was like, oh, I love her. The vulnerability is awesome. It was you shared about um, you went back and you were reading your, was oh, it getting into nursing? Application. Yeah. <laughs> like, what made you think to do that? And like, how did that make you feel? I feel like all of us should be doing that. Yeah. So, um, I have had many moments over the last couple of years where I'm like, why am I a nurse? Um, yeah. and all everybody you. has, um, and I, I do it. Like I have like serious, like sad times where I'm like, why did I do this? And then I have like other, like I catch myself in like joking conversations too. Like I'll be like, Ugh, I should have been an accountant or, you know, like, <laughs> right. And I'm like, am I serious about that? And, um, Honestly, like, I was just trying to formulate good Instagram captions, and I was like, you know, what are some good writing examples? <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. Um, good. So, um, no, I, I, I was like, this would actually be really interesting to go back and read. Um, and I was curious, too, like, I was, I was talking with my preceptor, or my preceptor and my program director um, in NP school, just like about candidates that she's interviewing for um NP school right now and like basically like what she was looking for and what she wasn't looking for and I was like oh my god I wonder if I had those thoughts when I was like applying to nursing school and um I will say it was like very satisfying and refreshing to go back and like read what I thought then and be like okay I was like on the right track with my thinking (laughs) I became a nurse for the right reason and um it it holds true so I would encourage if you still have them I had to go far back in my email I actually found them because I would send them to my mom to proofread before um submitting them so I like I had to go deep deep into the depths of my email to find (laughs) them but um and I'm not sure if it was like the final draft that I ended up submitting but um those computers that I used are long gone at this point um if anybody has access to their nursing school applications it's it's a good read (laughs) you can see how far you've come and kind of reflect on why ultimately we chose this profession of course and I feel like that's any aspect of life in general and we do get so um wrapped up in our identity as a nurse and it becoming it does sometimes become our whole being of who we are is like we're a nurse or we're this kind of nurse or we're this kind of nurse and it's it's like it's great in itself but I think it also reminds us of that deeper in-depth process that we took to get there that was even before that identity that we took on like what was our identity before that and how did we get there and yeah is there any of that that still rings true like what were some of the things that you were like ah like that kind of yeah so the one thing that stood out to me that um I loved was um I one of one of the parts of the essay talked about how I was inspired to become a nurse because I noticed that they were the, um, like kind of the backbone of the healthcare system. Um, and 
I was also talking about like aspiring to be a future nurse practitioner as well. And, um, how like mid-level providers are so important and, um, becoming a nurse practitioner after being a nurse is, is so useful when you're just like caring for your patients and something that a lot of people don't understand as providers who, who don't get to work as a nurse first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So it was, it was like really, I mean, nurses are the backbone of the healthcare system. <laughs> so it was, um, it was validating to read that. Um, I was like, okay, I got, I got something right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome, Sam. I think that's a great idea, and you've inspired me. I'm definitely going to go looking for mine in the depths of my computer. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Well, I also was seeing this stuff about how you were asking, like, what sources have people utilized to enhance their mental health? So to people listening, if they're in a rut, I think there's this post-traumatic trauma that we're dealing with from the initial trauma impact and we're trying to sort through like what's the new term and I'm really passionate about that because I think we all took so much in no matter how much we processed it or which way we processed processed it and whether we're doing the unpacking now or not it's going to come back around at some point to do the unpacking right and so to be our best selves because we know to be that front line and that backbone if we are our best self and what you're saying with this all this mental health stuff like being on top of that and taking care of ourselves and how it's not seen and recognized to be that important but it really is because it brings forth we know that it not only makes like errors and patient satisfaction it improves all of that if we're our best selves but it really makes our whole holistic life like so much better so what are the things like in helping your friend and in your search and further digging and learning and networking with all of this that you have done, what are some things that you've learned about that you feel like these are things that people need to know about resource wise? Here are things to look into. If you're not getting success this way and helping yourself, maybe try this way. Yeah. So I, it's definitely tricky and I want to make sure to address that. I'm very fortunate that I have um, good health insurance that covers mental health resources and, um, I can also pay the out-of-pocket costs that may Mm -hmm. come with that. So I know some people aren't as fortunate, and um, that's kind of why I I loved the American Nurses Foundation Wellbeing Initiative because a lot of it was free. So um, they are, you know, one of few foundations that I found that offer those resources. So if anybody needs to check them out, that would I mean, I, I definitely recommend that. Um, and they, are they apps or? There's apps. There's it's all. Sorry, my dog is not the center of attention right now, and she is. Totally okay. um, so that's the grunting everybody hears in the background. <laughs> okay, the important question here. Um, she's like, yes, mom, go. Um, so, um, yeah, apps. There's free counseling, um, which I think is really important. Um, there's a lot of like physical well-being apps too I think for me obviously um as a runner I my physical health is very tied into Mm -hmm. my mental health and running has been like a constant for me um kind of throughout all of this I've I've been able to leave the nursing world and go into my running world and and really decompress that way and you know a lot of people don't like running and I don't judge that (laughs) so if there's another activity whether that's just you know going for a walk or reading a book um, just finding another outlet, I think, is really, really important um, and really kind of trying to leave that work 
life behind as as hard mm-hmm. as it is, but really finding time for yourself um, in whatever manner that may be. Right, right. And I think even just the fact of like, how to be a good friend, like how to be a good friend for someone, because we all see purpose in something or other. And even just being there for someone and feeling your sense of purpose within that, whether you're the one helping or you're the helper or you're the person being helped, like there's purpose in all of that and there's meaning in all of that. And so I think like not being afraid to be extra. I feel like so many times we're like, oh, well, it could be annoying them or I could be like just being too much and they're going to tell me to stop. If they want to tell you to stop, like checking in, like that's that's good and great and that's fine. Yeah. You know, you can be there if not. So in addition to all the resources that we want you guys to be able to know about and use, you know, Meg and I are huge on therapy. We love therapy, like therapy for everyone, at least once in your lifetime. Like it's good for the soul. Um, But if you can't be doing that or you don't have the time, gosh, we know our busy schedules have really opened up um, from like post pandemic. We are like also like, oh, I don't really need to do anything. And now we're like oh my gosh, there's so many things to do and my mind is not used to all this like communication 24-7. So if you're just feeling too stretched thin, um, just the little things, a little text, a little call, like make yourself aware of, okay, once a week I'm going to call someone and check in on them because I guarantee you, even though if you're the one just listening, like you're going to feel better after that phone call too. So yeah. and I, a hundred percent. And if, you want a break from like technology or your phone or something I found. So with my friend, I did a lot of letter writing and I started doing that with my grandma as well. And it was really therapeutic. I literally ordered like 50 cards on Amazon and um, Mm -hmm. bought like 50 stamps. You can order stamps online. I did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) For someone who hates going to the post office, you can order stamps (laughs) online. Um, And, Trader Joe's has like amazing greeting cards. Like I would just, I started to pick up greeting cards and I started doing it before I went to bed as like a way to unwind and be off of like social media. Um, And even like my friend and I, like I would just write her notes, but then I started like asking her questions in the notes. Like, so then she would write me back. um, And And you really have to take the time to ponder those questions then because you can't give that immediate response. So you really have to ask those questions. Love that. So that I found um, really nice as well. It was just different than um, call, like especially if you're like emotionally exhausted and and don't feel like talking to somebody on the phone or something. Um, it was just like a different way. And it, I mean, everybody loves getting mail. Who doesn't like getting mail? <laughs> and I'm like, who wrote me a card? I know it's so nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, hey, so Sam, tell us. Um, as we end our time here, we're, I'm really bad at like going over our time. Meg is usually the one that's like, Hey, we're pushing our time. Um, but can people still be giving, um, towards the foundation and, and what you're raising money for, um, now that the marathon is over or what's the latest with that? Um, yeah, so I am planning on keeping this, um, fundraiser open towards the end of May, which is nurses month, I believe. And then, um, so that's the specific fundraiser. I definitely hope to do more in the future, too. So following along in any way would be um, much appreciated. Uh, and where can we find you at, Sam? What yeah, is- so the easiest, I've, um, I'm not very accessible. I'm not great at it. <laughs> but I've tried to keep everything on my Instagram updated. Um, and so that's probably the easiest way. I have the link to the fundraiser in my bio. It's at Sam and then R-O-E-C-K-E-R is how you spell my last name. 
Beautiful. Sam, thank you so much. The new nurse is over here for you, like seriously routing you on. Like we are like all for this and all for you and you're just a great human. So thanks for taking the time with us today. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thanks. Hey guys, we're, we're thinking of y'all. We're praying for y'all. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. 